Welcome to the Bureau Briefing, a podcast by the Bureau of Digital, an organization devoted to giving digital professionals the support system they never had. Each episode, we're going to talk to a member of our community doing awesome, inspiring things. Now for your host, Carl Smith. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Bureau Briefing. It's December and almost the end of the year. And it can be a really stressful time for a lot of us as we're trying to wrap things up before 2019 becomes 2020. And then we're trying to plan out what are we going to do next year that makes it better than this year. All of these things are constantly going around in our head. And we've also got the holidays and family and all of it. So today's episode is going to give us insight into managing design at one of the most popular apps for relaxation and meditation, Headspace. So please listen in. And before we get started, have to thank our sponsors, MailChimp. I tell you every time, they're changing stuff. Well, now they have got a very lightweight content management system so you can actually spin up websites using the same interface you do to create your HTML newsletters. So MailChimp is once again pushing those boundaries of what the marketing platform can do. Second, thanks to Vogsy. We really appreciate everything that they do for the community. And if you haven't checked them out, they are a quote to cash back office operations system for your digital services company. And now let's listen in on that conversation with the VP of design at Headspace, Mr. Ian McConkie. Now today we're going to start the Bureau Briefing like we always do. Some deep breaths. In through the nose and out through the mouth. And if you use the app Headspace, you know that's the way almost every meditation begins. Well, I'm excited to have with us on the show today the VP of Design for Headspace, Mr. Ian McConkie. Ian, welcome to the show. Hey, Carl. How's it going? Uh, It's going great. And I already told you this when we were talking before, but like, I'm a little bit of a fanboy. I really am of Headspace. It's made a huge difference for me. Uh, just in, you know, I, I journal, I run, I meditate now. Meditate was kind of that, that third part that I added. And uh, it's been amazing. Now, I would love for you to share with everybody a little bit about your background and what it was that, that kind of got you up to being the VP of design at Headspace. Okay, I mean it's it's been a long journey, Carl. I mean the the early the early inception of my career was um, after graduating from a degree in graphic design. I I went to MTV, who you may have also heard of. Um, and I, I yeah. heard of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so <laughs> very lucky job, but it was very much of the, the the lowest rung of the ladder as a junior designer working on their website. But um, as as a good like you know proving ground for working in-house it was a very interesting and dynamic company to work for uh and and i think that was this kind of idea of like living with a brand for for a long time was really interesting to me um but there's only so long you can kind of live with the same material before it It does you know it becomes a little tarsome uh and and repetitive as well you know they they have these uh, temple events every year and you're kind of uh, again, different artists, different things happening, but it's the same. You're going through the same sort of motions. Um, so moving on from there, it, it was inevitable to kind of go into something more dynamic and more agency-led. And I kind of fused, jumping ahead a little bit, I kind of moved into more of a technology-led role working for a company 
uh, called the app business, uh, where I was up until last year making uh, you know mo mobile software. Um, so up around the time that the the iPhone became very prescient in people's lives, you know we could see an opportunity to sort of really use technology to sort of enhance people's lives. And I, and I think even as an agency, we felt that um, the founders from that agency worked with Apple. Uh, marketing the product uh, when it came out. I don't know if you remember the ads uh, for the original iPhone when you had saw a hand pop up and said, this is mail, and it would show you how to do mail in on an iPhone. That, that was that was our founders. They helped uh, work on those ads across Europe. Really? Yeah. So they were... That's fascinating. Uh, yeah. It was, it was a really good insight for them because they were, they were coordinating with Jobs and the team there to say, hey, this app is great. We want to feature it in an ad, but um, it needs to do these things because that's what Steve wants. Um, so they would have to <laughs> they'd, they'd have this back and forth with the, with the different uh, companies uh, to say, hey, you, you might want to tweak this, you might want to do that. Uh, otherwise, it's not going to be on the ad. Uh, so that so they kind of had the foresight to start to say, well, we're having these conversations with big clients, and and they really want to be featured in the ads. Maybe there's a business in. In that. And, and the name, the app business, as straightforward as it is, uh, was quite effective in, in sort of garnering uh, a client list. And, you know, we worked with a whole bunch of different companies over the years. Uh, and in 2012, uh, one of those clients was Headspace. Um, so uh, Rich and Andy, having just been, you know, off the back of a successful release of a product, were looking to kind of optimize it and, and take it like further forward. Uh, they they didn't have the team they have now. Uh, they were based in London still, um, okay. and and they really needed um, some support. They had they had a team that, that could run, but they wanted to run faster. Um, so we were we were brought in to help with that, and I and I helped work with alongside their team to really kind of kind of sharpen their focus on what the product should be. Uh, it was doing a lot of things. Uh, it was it was primarily focused on delivering meditation content, but it was trying to encourage you to do lots of ancillary things that didn't have the depth uh, that the, the meditation product had. So we recommended a bit of focus on meditation for now uh, and really make that work. And when you've made that work, then you can start to kind of uh, broaden the, the, the content uh, offering there. Um, but that was really interesting to think that that's, yeah, seven years ago now that that, that conversation was had. Uh, and if you fast, <laughs> fast forward seven years uh, to now, you know I, I took on the role of uh, VP of Design in February of this year. So um, it's interesting, you know. Some have said it, it's coming full circle now, having worked with them, helped launch them the, the V two the product, uh, which they've always they took in house. You know, it, we, we we it was a small engagement we had with them. Okay. But, but to take that in-house and then to see that kind of develop over the year, I think working in an agency, you'd always see, you know, the the product or the, the piece of the product you'd kind of put a lot of energy and, 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 and soul into for for someone else, only for yeah. it to kind of stagnate on a, on a website or stagnate in the app store. But this was one product that I was really happy to see grow over the years and kind of right, really flourish. Um, so when the opportunity came around to sort of get involved, but get involved in, in a much more fundamental and, and more, you know, leadership level, I, c I couldn't really turn down the opportunity. Well, I can imagine that you couldn't, uh, especially given 
that the app was so well received. At least that's my perception based on how much I use it. And the other people throughout the Bureau community I've spoken with, we have a health and wellness channel. And, you know, a lot of people talk about Headspace. So one of the things that was fascinating to me was as somebody who's been in digital and marketing and all of these things, as I'm using it, I start to realize, okay, the app is doing less and less as I get further and further into meditation, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's letting me take on more and more of the responsibility. And I was like, so for the monthly fee, what's going, oh, look at this. Now there's something to help me sleep at night. Right. So then, so I started to see these things. So, uh, two things. I'm, I'm going to back up for just a second. Sure. When you first come in, this is not a visual design. This is truly an experiential design. It's audio design. It's all of these things. So, was that different for you when you came in? And, and, and I'm assuming that as VP of design, you're responsible for the entire experience. Yeah. It, it's definitely. I guess since we saw um, the the flattening, you know, back back in uh, iOS seven and, and and around about that time, where a lot of products had a kind of richness about their appearance, and you came in and, and they had this kind of uh, appeal that was very aesthetic led uh, to this kind of um, I don't know, yeah reduction in depth and feel. Headspace was never. 3d necessarily it never had that kind of depth of feel but it always had a kind of tangibleness to it uh it it moved the characters that were in there that um yeah anna and her team sort of created are such a good tool for explaining the almost unexplainable uh and, and just the kind of the feel of it as well is 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 really interesting you know there's a, is a it's a big button that you come and press before you start you know the, the, the kind of thinking back then was like how, how do we just make it so straightforward and clear what you need to do because actually once you get started you're going to close your eyes for the most part so we don't need all the superfluous kind of ancillary <laughs> right. details around exactly. like they're useful but in that moment you, you've got your eyes closed so um or at least yeah in most cases you do um, so that's an you know that and that that was very much what steered the product in in the way it is now. So now when we start to look at products like sleep, it's an in, it's an interesting thing because it's adjacent to meditation, and, and I think it's also worth saying that as much as we have focused on meditation, you know we're a mindfulness company, right? Um, so and our mission is to improve the health and happiness of the world, um, and as much as we know there is so much value in meditation and, and and you know sitting with yourself counting the breath taking that moment it is not the only you know tool that will allow you to be mindful sleep, having sleep you know that, that idea of rest and restoration like the way that you move the the fact that you eat well all these things are like so part like so fundamental to living a healthy and happier lifestyle that you know it was a natural step for us to move into sleep um and you know our and our member base has, has really responded very well to that as well like they they see it they acknowledge it they use it um and short of relaunching a, an entirely new product it, it didn't need to be it, it just fitted in very naturally to our current offering 
Well, and it made perfect sense to me, or let me, let me say that again. Actually, it worked extremely well for me mm. because there were times where I wanted to meditate, but I'd already meditated. And honestly, because of the whole how many days in a row and this and that, I'm not going to get credit for two in one day. As silly as it sounds, the video game player in me, I was like, well, this is going to work. Um, but the whole walking through the pet shop or whatever it might have been, right, is like when I'm laying there and my wife is watching TV, but I've got like a sleep mask on and I need something in my ears, uh, meditating again didn't really make sense. I didn't need that again. I just need something to distract me enough. Mm -hmm. So that was amazing. And then also there's now this sense of community that's come in. And, and let me just, just say this, it, it did get to a point where there were so many different types of meditations and they're probably all still there. Yeah. But recently you've simplified the way that they show themselves. And I didn't think about this until just now, because now when I, when I log in, it's more of a continue from where you were versus a, this is your catalog of everything that you've done. Um, so I, I don't know if that, if that's a recent change or if I'm using the app differently, but just the, the two things I notice now when I log in are continuing and also that there's a community doing this and that was never there before. Now the, the, what we call our kind of group meditations, that's, that's a fairly recent addition to the product. Um, and it's definitely something that we have been trying to understand how we can bring community into the, into the product. Um, and, you know, at, at Headspace in our headquarters, we have daily meditations every day as, as a team. So at 10 a.m., we all gather around in our kind of common common area and we'll all sit down together and, and meditate. And sometimes that's just through the product, just piped through the speakers. Sometimes, if we're very lucky, that'll be Andy uh, when, he, when he's in uh, guiding us through a meditation. And we know how valuable that kind of sense of like doing things together and, and joining that as a community that can be really powerful and very motivating as well. So we, we are looking for those kind of, you know, it's, we talk about it in terms of like inspire, guide and support. So that kind of supporting piece, you know, someone else is meditating with you is, is quite reassuring. Um, and also very powerful for someone to kind of maintain their practice. So is it Andy's voice? In the sessions? In the app? In the app. Yeah. I did not know that. So the so the we have the group meditations, um, and they're very much like the everyday headspace. So that that would be our kind of today's meditation or today's headspace, as we call it. Okay. And and that is a catalog of um, continually every day you get this new meditation, um, and it's and it's a a little bit of setup and kind of st stuff to consider while you meditate. Well, obviously you don't consider before you meditate because obviously you're not thinking when you meditate. You might be noting uh, while you meditate, uh, but it, but it's just a, a bit of context for your day and, and, and sort of makes you, yeah, a bit more considerate in, in one thing or the other. Uh, we reflect that in the, in the group meditation setting. So it will be either uh, something of a similar theme or a relatable theme. And you're able to then do that, knowing that there's other people doing that with you, and it, and it runs on the hour. Uh, but it's the same meditation throughout the whole 24-hour period. Um, yeah. So, have you seen that uh, a lot of people are moving to the group meditation? I haven't done it yet. I, I I didn't really understand what it would be, so I've just never pushed that button. 
Um, but, but are you seeing a lot of people that are just like, yeah, I'm going to do this with a bunch of people? Yeah, th- there's some there's some promising numbers of people that come in because it's all every hour. Um, I think we're seeing a good spread of people coming in. I think if we were to maybe schedule it and make it more of a kind of point of view, I mean, very recently we did an event. In fact, it was last weekend. We did an event in Pittsburgh uh, where we held some live meditations. Um, now, if, if those had been an appointment to view in the product, I suspect we would have seen a huge spike in the people using it to sort of come in and meditate with Andy. Uh, right now, we, we host a lot of those special events on our Facebook page because we actually have a really very vocal community on our Facebook uh, groups page. Uh, and we're, we're looking at, you know, the likes of those type of events, the idea that you can kind of meditate with others as, as a means of kind of capturing our community and, you know, not to capture them literally, but just to sort of like bring in that, <laughs> that idea of the idea of community into the product, because we know how, how strengthening it can be to practice. So yeah, the, the, there might be some more in that space coming soon, uh, but we're, we're just trying to understand uh, what's the best, the best way to do that. So talk about that for a second. Like how are the ideas for changing or evolving the app itself? How, how do those come into play? It, it's a combination of many things. So you have to kind of look at what we've been doing over the last 10 years with the product and with Headspace. Originally a meditation events company uh, that then moved into app as a means of distributing Andy further than we could if we had him going to lots of different events. Um, and then for the last seven or eight years, we've really dug deep on providing content and, and applicable courses and packs that help you either in the moment as a kind of like help, I need something just to kind of help me, you know, take a minute or I want to work on a part, an aspect of my life. So we've, we've, it's been content led, less experienced, Experience-led, um, although that has been a factor, and now as we try to bring in more strands of the community and more um, experiential moments and brand moments, that's where we're starting to say, okay, wh- what is it that we could do as Headspace that would offer more value to our customers and our members, and actually answer some of the outcomes? That, so they would. Why is it people are coming to us? So we have a very vocal. Like I said, uh, Facebook uh, page, we get a lot of members who will come directly to us and thank us for the help that we've provided for them, um, which when you have a mission as we do and then you hear directly from those customers, it's, it's very motivating to try and go, okay, that is amazing that we were able to help that individual with their, uh, with their life and their progress in life. Who else could we help? How, and how do we understand that? So we have a, a research team uh, who, who go out and, and they speak to our customers and they speak to potential customers as well, understanding what health and happiness means for them. We have uh, a very strong data analytics team who can look at what we're doing, like what, what, are, what is actually happening in the product right now. Uh, and the marriage of that qual and quant allows us to kind of, kind of understand where we could, like what are the opportunities and what are the things that maybe we're not doing that we could do uh, on the things that we may be failing our customers on. Um, some of those are subtle um, and maybe have small kind of marginal gains in terms of like keeping people in in the practice. Uh, others are transformational 
and and I think the community aspects that we're looking at are, could be some of those transformational things. Um, but definitely, I think I mentioned earlier, you know, we want to just inspire, guide, and support. So we're always looking for like what what is going to inspire someone uh, to come into our product, what is going to inspire someone once they're in the product, and what will inspire them for, for the rest of today. So we 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 always want to try and hit those those beats, um, and we always want to be where people are as well. And when you start to look at it across all those kind of different opportunity areas, there's so much we could do. And actually, oh, the, the real problem is actually deciding what of all those things we could do, which are we actually going to do? Right. Well, I mean, that makes perfect sense because especially I had not even embarrassingly had not even thought about the analytics mm. of looking to see how many times somebody watches the cloud video to talk about how thoughts are really like clouds and you can choose to watch them go by or this or that. I mean, that's really insightful. Mm. If you see people watching that a lot of times and maybe you don't know why they're watching it, but you know that this is a, a, a point, this is something of emphasis that that's really important. Um, you know, one change that I noticed recently was now I have this option of a woman's voice yes. to guide me through meditations. And I tried it, um, but I was just so in love with Andy's voice. I didn't even know it was him <laughs> that, that I went back. But what was that decision like? Because especially if it's the founder yeah. and their voice. Now, obviously, looking at diversity, equity, inclusion, looking at trying to create a, a more... Uh, widespread offering where people can choose who it is that's guiding them through stuff. I totally understand that, but that had to be a, a momentous change. It definitely is a significant change. I mean, I think, I guess the thing to remember is a couple of things, actually. Andy is beloved. Like we get so much mail, we get so much praise for him and his, in his work and his voice. There are people though, that don't enjoy his voice. They don't like how he sounds. Um, and, and then we, we know from, you know, wanting to appeal to as many people as possible that a female voice, or let's say rather described in terms of male and female, because I think we, we, we need to make sure we're, we're thinking of including everyone there, um, you know, a different voice. Um, right. but we also want to make sure that we're, we're, we're holding on to our authentic expertise, you know, Andy, you know. <laughs> He was a Buddhist monk. He was there for over a decade. He, wow, he's, uh, I did not know any of this. So if if you don't know the backstory, I would recommend that you go and listen to the NPR podcast um, okay. on how we started this. Uh, a re very recent episode, Andy and, and Rich, the other co-founder, they, they talk a lot about how, how Headspace came to be and, and the kind of journey that we've gone on. And they are so much better at telling the story than I can uh, <laughs> because they lived it. It's their story. Uh, but yeah, and, and then, but what was great about when we brought in Eve, who is uh, the female voice, she's worked with Andy for, for a long time. She's trained uh, and, and knows, it, uh, she's, she wasn't a Buddhist monk for 10 years, but she is as good as an expert in meditation and, and mindfulness practice as Andy. So we're, we're confident when we bring people or other voices into the product that they are experts. Um, because we need we need the validity of of the practice uh, to stand up, and it's also the reason that we've you know we have science tested pretty much every single course and pack within the product. Wow. Uh, we work with uh, AMA over here in the states, uh, the American Medical Association, and we work with the NHS in the UK, and we have other partners around the globe that we work with to sort of test the 
the validity of it. Is this, is, if I listen to this pack over a course of 30 days, am I actually going to be less stressed? Uh, thank, <laughs> thankfully, science says yes. Uh, it's not just anecdotal. It's not just, you know, again, marrying that qual with quant data is like so powerful. Like someone can say, yeah, I loved it. I feel much better. But actually, we can look at um, scans of the brain and see. <laughs> for, wow. Like really, that it's, ha it's had that impact. And, and it really gives us a kind of, you know, I think there's, it's safe to say that now in this market, there's so many competitors out there. Um, but I, I, I'd love to sort of see all their white papers and I'd love to see, <laughs> you know, them talk in the same way that we can. Like, we can talk very confidently about how, how great our product is. Um, not <laughs> 10 just. years as a monk and yeah. medical proof. It's like, I, th I think you're doing pretty great. Yeah. And, and it's great as we kind of, you know, as we, as we expand out into, um, you know, Headspace Health is, is another venture, which maybe that's a, a talk for another day, but you can, you can look it up and how that will be very impactful in, in, a, in a wide range of people's lives. And, and it's a very different take to what we do now, but the things that we're learning now, specifically within medicine and health, are really valuable to us in terms of a, a more kind of traditional consumer product. And, and again, the, the kind of things that we really want to do and go after is a, a plenty. Uh, what we what we are trying to do right now is focus. Luckily, we work for a company that helps with that. Um, so it, it makes it a little easier. Well, it's amazing to hear that you're meditating at work every day. I would totally hope that you are. I'm, I'm, I would hope that that was ingrained in the culture. And it's great to hear that it is. One thing that I also noticed recently was the NBA endorsement. Yeah. And to me, when I saw that, I went, wow. I, I mean, and not that it lifted you to a new level, but it, it puts you in a world I wasn't expecting. Hmm. Um, now, I, I appreciate, especially having been a Bulls fan way back in the Jordan <laughs> era with Phil Jackson, where he was, you know, the Zen coach. Yeah. It was like, okay, I, I, I can see where some of this crosses over, but I also thought, wow, I have no idea what the financial implications are, but that feels like it can really help you take the app to another level. So I, I'm just curious if you have any insights, like how did that relationship come to be? And the NBA as being the first versus some of the other sports, I, I'm just curious. So when we look to, I mean, we do have a number of partnerships that we, that we have. I think maybe some are more uh, apparent than others. I think if I recall, NBA is probably the first one that's, that's made itself very visible within the product. Um, but we do have a partnership with uh, Nike. So okay. if, if you ever use their Nike Running Club app, for example, you can go into there and you can find um, what we call guided runs. So they have uh, their coach, Bennett, uh, in conversation with our coach, Andy. Uh, and they will, <laughs> they will guide you through a run. You can, you can be listening to your favorite tracks, uh, and they will talk over. It'll dip the sound out, and you can run alongside uh, your favorite motivational tracks while also mindfully thinking about how you, how you're progressing. And you're not closing your eyes. You're you're running with your eyes open. <laughs> I hope not, right? Yeah. But you're but you're able to sort of like like take notes of your surroundings, take note of of how often your feet are hitting the ground, the kind of pace of your breath, and those just help. You know, at, like from a, an athletic. My point of view, you know, you you seek you you train physically hard, you eat the right things, you sleep well, 
So why wouldn't you train your mind as well? And, and I think when we yeah. you look at the MBA within the product, it's it's a called performance mindset. You know that's the, that's the the pack, and it's how do you as a as a as an athlete not push yourself further, but actually enable yourself to to be the best you can be, uh, and and taking a moment for yourself to reflect. You know, making sure you're kind of like essentially in the zone before and after you kind of you go out on the field is is essential. So we're you know, we're improving the health and happiness of the world. Meditation, again, to, to repeat the point, is is one tool within the, the kind of mindfulness toolbox. And then and a partnership with MBA or, or Nike or, or whoever else it is, is, is really about us kind of broadening our audience and our reach as much yeah. as it is to declare that, hey, we're as much as we are about meditation, the, the kind of application of mindfulness kind of goes beyond just sitting on a seat in a seat for you know 10 15 minutes um so i think for us it's like who are the, who are the right partners uh who can we kind of align our values with um and you know i think it's fair to say that as as encouraging as the feedback was you know we had a few people who were quite uh shocked actually by from seeing uh a logo another logo not you know um the headspace within the product I can but, see that. Yeah, but we were very confident in that in the fact to say, "Hey, look, we you know we understand everyone loves uh, the the brand that we have, and we and we are very close to it as well." So it wasn't it wasn't a decision that was made lightly. Again, there's no monetary transactions happening with these partnerships. These are like uh, to enable each other to have a kind of broader appeal to really? align with align with values yeah we're, we, that wasn't it wasn't like a, it wasn't a sponsored by or paid for um, that's like amazing that. i mean we're helping their athletes and they're helping us like from an awareness point of view so it, it's it's mutually beneficial that's so crazy to hear and and actually makes me feel really great because the first time I saw the NBA logo, I thought during my meditation, I was going to hear sneaker squeaks. I was like, I didn't know what the change was going to be. I, I seriously, cause it was on the happiness track. Yeah. And, uh, and I was like, okay, well, happiness is a three pointer, but <laughs> like, I couldn't figure it out. So to understand that it's truly just a connection of communities. Yeah. Feels Absolutely. perfectly with what headspace would do so i i do have one last question for you and that's just how are you is this just like the ultimate job i mean it just feels like if if this is something that you're in the mindset of i i just can't imagine a better place to be it is it's it's really interesting to think back when i originally worked with the team back in 2012 and think, wow, that what a really interesting company that was to have interacted with for that small period of time. I want, I wonder what it's like to, to work there, uh, and to now be here and to think, wow, actually, this is this is pretty this is pretty good place to work. You know, again, we have our group meditations. We are advocating the lifestyle outwardly. So if we're not acting it, we're we're kind of uh, there's something <laughs> wrong there. That's so, right. To be able to have that time to meditate uh, is fantastic. To be able to have that time to have, you know, a mindful break where it's like, hey, you know what? Life is busy. We have meetings. Uh, you know, we, we still are a, a business. You know, we're not sat on cushions just contemplating life. We're, we're actually, <laughs> we are 
intentionally looking after how to provide value for our customers. And, and that requires a lot of hard work. Um, but, the, but the benefit that we have here is, is that we get to kind of do it in a very, very mindful and very intentional way. So uh, it definitely is. Yeah. I mean, I've only been here since February. So talk to me in another six months. Maybe. I'll ask you in another six months. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> when I also, the question was hard to say, no, this sucks, right? There's no well, way you're going to do that. So. No. Uh, it definitely does not suck. No. And Ian, I just want to say thank you. Um, I, I know you've only been there for a little while, but you've joined a team that I think has helped so many people. And and yeah. especially now that I understand their mission better, it's like, I think they're well on their way. So thank you for that and, and for helping to evolve the app so that it, it continues engaging us in different ways. And also for being on the show today. I just really appreciate you. No, thank you, Carl. Wonderful to talk to you. All right. Everybody listening, you know, give meditation a shot. Like if you don't use Headspace, give it a shot, download it, and we will talk to you next week. All the best. <laughs>